Mike's calling. <laughs> put him on. Put him on air. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah, sorry. We um, I I just needed some audio help. We were recording an app, but um, uh, I figured it out. No, no, that's totally nice. fine. You're nice. uh, you're on it. You're on air now. Do you have anything to say to the people? Uh, I'd like to say Michael Shannon. Oh. Respect. Respect. Um, all right. Sorry, Mike. Thanks for calling me back, though, man. All right. See you. Thanks. Thanks. Do you just say congrats, congrats on the new job? <laughs> oh, week four. Congrats. <laughs> all right. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host Kate Eingorn. Hello. And our man, Beanie Bailey. (laughs) You always reference the hat. Okay. I love it. What's up? I hope I never used Beanie Bailey before. It doesn't sound familiar. No, but I kind of love it. Yeah. Um... I do reference your hats a lot. You've said Sixers fan because you're wearing a Sixers hat before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're on tonight. Don't get me started on the Sixers. <laughs> but uh, hey, we're back. How does it feel, guys? Good. Feels like we never left. Feels like the old shoes slipped on. Yeah. Yep. Feels like you got the old shoes <laughs> slipped on, and all the rust is gone. <laughs> From your shoes. From my shoes, because I wear metal yeah. shoes. I'm a robot. Yo, I, I think it's going to go really, really well. I think it's going really well. <laughs> yeah, this episode? Yeah. Or just like our comeback? Or? Um, All of it. Oh, okay. I don't think there's going to be any rust. No. I mean. To shake off. I think I shook off all my rust when I forgot how to record this. <laughs> that was what. Yep. But under that rust, I feel is. A green. nice chrome. Yep. Yes. There's a nice chrome <laughs> on my skin now. So. Um, <laughs> elephant in the room. Elephant in the corner of the room. We've been gone for six, seven, eight months. Five, six, seven, eight, nine months. And uh, we, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that brought us back, but I think mostly and mainly, we just miss the haters. I was gonna say it was only because we got an Instagram message saying, "Will you guys come back?" Yeah, we did get that as well. <laughs> That's well, why I came back. That well, might have been the impetus. They're technically the same. Yeah, because there are haters. Yeah, <clears throat> we've gotten. We've gotten a lot. The boards are lighting up still. Um, people want to know where we went um, and where we're going to. Where so, we came from. And where we came <laughs> from. Um, so this episode is us saying, hey, we've taken we've taken a step back to really assess the 
who we are and what we want from life <laughs> yo we found ourselves is that what you're trying to say we had we had all had simultaneous awakenings yeah, yeah I, we, I had covid so <laughs> <laughs> really made me uh reassess uh what was important in life and uh yeah. the podcast was at the top of the list yeah and similarly i got fired from a job <laughs> and similarly i now work in a closet oh nice <laughs> so we took a step back we reassessed and we waited until we were at a point in all of our lives to say, say yes we're ready to we're bring in really good spots in our lives yes. kate's in the closet bailey's recovering from covid <laughs> i got fired don't worry i got a new job though um yes but, uh, you know, I have some gears to grind about me getting fired, but we'll save that for a future <laughs> episode. Um, so, yeah, elephant in the room addressed. We've been gone for a while, but... I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. When the elephant in the room is addressed, what happens to the elephant? Does it stay or does it leave? In my mind, it just shrinks. <laughs> oh, okay. Into a different animal? Or, is or it like, into the floor, it's gone? No, 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 it just becomes smaller like a like baby, a baby? Elephant. like yeah. benjamin button but an elephant yeah it goes from an adult elephant and then when you address it it gets smaller and then if there's a concern or you know if that elephant starts to grow again you have to address Interesting. it again. Yeah. so i picture it as like it's wearing a top hat and it takes its trunk and tips its top hat to you and then exits oh like it just walks out the door yeah i kind of like, like that like it and then like oh yeah I like that. Like, he just thank leaves. you for addressing me top of the morning to you, and then it, like, leaves. Yeah, I like Kate's better, to be thank honest. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, we all have our visualizations <laughs> of the elephant, but I, I actually, I like the elephant leaving the room. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of scary when, you know, you address the elephant, it leaves, but then it comes back. Yo, but when you don't address it, it gets very angry. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it gets bigger, yeah. like Clifford. Yeah. Um, True. We're hitting all the callbacks. We had a thing with Clifford, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Clifford v. Scooby Doo. I don't know which. Who's the better dog? I don't. I don't know if that was the thing. Or it sounds or like what. we did an FMK Clifford, Airbud, and Scooby Doo. Or ah, like, yes. where did Clifford come from? Like, was did he, he always just, big or was yeah. he small? Yeah. Um, either way, um, the gears don't stop grinding when you're when we're away. True. Are you? <laughs> Are you reaching out? Do you need to do you need to grind your gears a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um I have a couple gears that have been grinding. One, it might have been addressed, but paper straws. <laughs> are we are we done with those yet or what? Yeah, I mean they've invented like the plant straw. Yeah, right? well they need to like get those in every and store. And those like agave ones. <laughs> yeah, those are great. I love those. But like I'm still getting the paper straw and I get it. It's good for the environment, but like But like greenware also dissolves in six months. Yeah, let's uh let's in let's get uh something else in all the stores so we don't have to suck on that paper anymore. Jordan left a greenware cup in his car and it like completely melted, so That's good. Mm-hmm couple questions yeah what's up what stores are you getting (laughs) straws from by store you know your coffee shop stores mainly iced coffee is what it okay it dissolves that shit i didn't know you were carrying around this like grudge i almost feel like i brought it up before before we even oh i'm stopped recording but do you feel like i've heard this come out of your mouth before i just can't do it anymore dude 
So would you <laughs> just take off the lid, drink from the side? I never really thought about that. But like when you're driving, you know, you got it in the cup holder. You're mm. not going to remove the lid. True. Right? I guess you need to bring a backup straw. All right. Regardless, I feel this it. is a yeah. But I get okay, it, dude. Get it out. They're, they're gross. <laughs> they get soggy. Yeah, they suck. They Who? bend in the middle when they get too wet. Oh, it's the worst. Who um, knew getting back, getting you back in front of a microphone? You were just gonna <laughs> be a waterfall. I got something else too. This is a little bit more relevant to the podcast, I guess. But like, I'm also kind of done with like big movies coming out on streaming services. Like, I don't like the direction that we're heading in. Mm. One, you know, I feel like if you're an actor and I feel like our <laughs> our guest today would back me, mm-hmm. you have to see it in the movie theater. Like, I wouldn't support my movie coming out on Netflix or Disney Plus or any of that BS. I feel like blockbusters i don't care about as much because they make so much money and they're just truly entertainment but don't you want to see but don't you want to see like to me i want to see a blockbuster on the silver screen like i wouldn't let someone watch my movie on unless it comes until it comes out on blu-ray in their home interesting i kind of am I like the <laughs> the way that they're like experimenting where it's like we'll put mm-hmm. it on for 10 days and then remove it and then it's only going to be in theaters for X amount of yeah. time. I kind of wish it was like flipped where it was like it's only going to be in theaters X amount of time and then you can watch it yeah. streaming for 10 days and then you have to like whatever. So do you yeah. see this? Now I know this became a thing because of quarantine and pandemic mm-hmm. and COVID. Do you see it lasting? Well, I know that movie Don't Look Up with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the Adam McKay movie is coming out on Netflix and in theaters December 24th. I see. I want to say Dune was out in theaters for a little bit and then like immediately or simultaneously as well. Netflix does both simultaneously, but I think... I could be wrong, but I think HBO only puts it up for on streaming for a certain amount of days yeah. and then removes it. It's true. But at that point, like if you were going to see it in the movie theater, you would have Well, that's why I think it'd be cooler if they put it in the movie theaters and then maybe like three months after they put it on for a select amount of time. Yeah. Because then it like forces people into the theaters. But if you're still scared to enter a theater, you can wait three months for that. This all being said, I watched Dune at home the other day. <laughs> well, one more thing. Well, did you, maybe maybe where it comes from is you were like, "Damn, I wish I was seeing this in the movie theaters." Even though you could go, you could go see it. I think what it is is like, I'm lazy. I wish my only option was to go see it in the right. movie theater to force you to yeah. go see it. But I watched it in my house because of the convenience, and especially with winter rolling around yeah. here in, in Pennsylvania, it's like it's almost like if they kind of posted them at a discount on streaming instead of made it um, like completely free access. So yeah. like normally when they release them streaming, it's like fifteen dollars to stream it. But if you were going to put it to like make a deal with HBO, have it be like 
five dollars or something just to have a little more incentive to make a choice mm-hmm. about your viewing i don't know yeah either way that's what's my uh that's what's been grinding my gears but i get yeah, it I'm, laziness I'm, is real it's too i always say the opposite but that's true it's two issues on everybody's mind <laughs> Get those fucking paper straws out of here yep, and yep. get the movies back in the theater. Hey, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I How do you feel about paper straws at movie theaters? Um, the, yeah, I'm, I have the same stance about paper straws I was going to say, I feel like everywhere. it'd be similar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you only know, said stores. I don't and here's the thing I also want to address. I know that they're good for the environment, and this is political, but climate change is real. Yeah, true. And... We, it doesn't matter though we still have to <laughs> bite the bullet and stick with the plastic straws well there's other <laughs> p- alternative straws now yeah yeah let me show you a couple pictures of straws getting caught and in dolphins and turtles and uh, no. i want to say one more thing about the streaming okay so i do feel like some people are like hey i love that it's going to streaming because it gives everybody more access and more people are going to watch my art because of mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it's less limiting now instead of only like this many people are watching it now like twice as many people are going to be watching it all i care about is people seeing my shit yeah yeah that's a good point of view yeah it ain't mine though and yeah but <laughs> but true film lovers see it on all platforms <laughs> If you're going to watch a movie, you see it in theaters, you see it on an iPad, you see it on TV, and you, and you watch it on your the phone. Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm kind of in Bailey's boat with this one. I, I, yeah. I honestly, we on this podcast, we say, what do we say about TV? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't talk about it. Streaming is just becoming TV, it's already TV. So we're in the Matrix. In that vein, get streaming out of here. I'm anti-streaming. Whoa, we stream yeah. every day. I mean, anything to lessen like the it's just making the movies less it's making, important. It's right. making us Which more wally like. right. every day. I agree. Yeah. The event of going to the theater to watch a movie you've an- been anticipating is going the way of the dinosaur, and we want that dinosaur back. Mm-hmm. Yo, I love going I to guess. the movies. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, hell yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you stepped back and reassessed your world and came out with those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Kate, do you have anything before we move on? Um, I want to talk about working inside the closet for a second. So you know what really grinds my gear about working inside the closet? Jordan refuses to and makes you do it. No, I mean <laughs> I have to based off my job, but. Mm. When Jordan forgets that I'm working and he flushes the toilet, and I can hear it through the wall. Do you want him not to flush? Yes. Even if it's number two. It's loud as hell. So I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing about this. Um, yes, our bathroom is connected to the closet that it you shows are a wall. that you are currently working in. So that's why flushing the toilet's loud. It's not like I'm a loud flusher. I scream <laughs> oh, yeah. when I go. Uh, <laughs> um, but I will say I went in when we made this change, because we're roommates, uh, that you'll be working in the closet. I went into using the bathroom with a mind of like, I can't flush. I have to be quiet in here. I have to you know, be aware that she's on the other side. That first pee, 
I completely forgot and flushed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. It is a good. hard, hard habit to break. It absolutely like, is. Very and I understand that you're working on it. I, it just, it still grinds my gears when I'm talking to someone and they're telling me something really vulnerable and all I just hear is tinkle, 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 flush. So how loud is the flush? It's like water rushing. Like, does your person on the other end hear it as well? I haven't made a face to say that I acknowledge it and they haven't said anything back, but... It might be all in your head that you think it's super loud. I Yo, is my know. tinkle, tinkle, tinkle loud? <laughs> Sometimes, dude, you might have to sit down. Uh, yeah, I sat down the other day. Not okay. that bad. Yeah, you know what? It, to take a load off, it's kind of nice. I wish I had the option to. Oh, gr- you up. know what? That <laughs> that literally always grinds my gears. That I don't have the option to sit or stand. I only have the option to sit because mm. standing is a mess when you stand as a lady. Mm. Well, yeah, tell that to that lady who peed on that guy's face at that concert recently. That was crazy. That was gross. Uh, what? <laughs> that grinds my gears. Yeah, that you really grinded that? your gears. There's no. this band. They're like a Rage Against the Machine cover band oh. with all these brass instruments. Anyways, the lead singer had to pee really bad, so she called up a fan on the stage who I guess wanted it. I, they were both consenting. <laughs> yes. They were both consenting. She wanted And uh, she just peed on his face. During while singing during a show like during a song. Oh, yo, I'm it gr- grinded my gears. Like yeah. I hated it. I think it's akin to, I'm no Puritan or anything, but like, <laughs> it's akin to someone having sex on stage. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, it's it's especially weird. if the person it's a fetish. Yeah, like yeah. if that person was getting off on yeah. stage. Yo, like, and the cool, guy the guy receiving off. the the urine was into oh, it he, yeah that's I mean, what i'm saying you have to be into it if you're gonna say yes please pee on my face i mean he celebrated like it was a touchdown but also like is there some sort of like if you're yes a, isn't it like i know you you're showing your thing well, like against the, thing. the wall <laughs> she wasn't like the way it was i keep forgetting it's a girl that peed on the way she guy. was <laughs> peeing you actually all just looked like was her like you couldn't see anything she was just squatting you just see pee but you're talking about like megan's law like the you're become a sex offender if you're right but you don't see urination. from the way it's filmed you don't see her genitals at all yo here's the but thing. my thing is i thought it was just illegal to <laughs> to public urinate y- yeah yes. kind of. i don't think i don't think the public urination's like if you're hiding if you're a male and you're hiding your penis but you're still urinating like you get away with yeah. it like the cops trying to see it well <laughs> someone <laughs> like, here's you, the thing you didn't see it you didn't see it <laughs> If you pee, okay, here we go. <laughs> if you left your dick in your pants and peed your pants in public, would you get fined for public urination? I don't think so. It's because you whipped nope. your dick out to pee. So you're saying women can't get public urination? But I'm saying like they're like absolutely. I feel like they can, but but you got to show the genitals. But to I do feel it? like from the way she was peeing, you literally couldn't see absolutely anything. Yo. But like, what if you're someone in the audience and you don't like sign a waiver to see something like that? You like, right. yeah, if you're offended and like, you can be like, true. But I, I do think it, this type of music that. was like, what, a know. brass arrangement of Rage Against the Machine. No, I don't think she was. I think she, they had their own band and they were covering that song. They're called Brass Against. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I was. I didn't care for it. <laughs> Was not right. my yeah. Thing. I think it's you a back problem. Em. Yeah, I get yeah, it. You're a big brass against fan. <laughs> I just was like, if that's your thing and that's also your thing, and, and I okay. think it. I hated it. I kind of hated it. I didn't. I l- think that's the same as fellatio up on stage. 
Like, how would you feel? Who do you love? Actually, I'm not going to ruin who you love. I truly was just like. What if we went to see Wolf Parade and all of a sudden. I think that's very, very different to me. All of a sudden, the guy's like, I can't hold this in anymore. I can't hold my cum in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a Wait, very no, no, big thing. He difference. can still pee, right? Yeah, if he, well, I was going the the, oh. the ejaculation. See, if he turned around and we saw his butt and he was peeing, like it would be weird, and I'd be like, "This is really unsettling." But it's and it like, was on someone. It would. I would just be like, <laughs> "This was a really weird thing that I experienced." Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah. Hey, it fair. was unsettling and it was odd, but it was also like I wasn't like, what like i don't know we didn't, need to move on yeah it didn't change my <laughs> life in the way i thought about things episode 139 139 bc we got emperor Wu of han sends an envoy into bactria parthia hmm. um the archaean league is reestablished. what sport is that some roman sport and our old boy, Hipparchus, makes a very precise determination of the length of a synodic month. Cool. Nice. <laughs> that needed to happen. Yeah, Hipparchus, like, we were like, will he, won't he? Yep. Then he made the very precise. Yep, and it still applies one. to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was 139 BC. If we're looking at 139 AD or AD 139, the tomb of Hadrian in Rome is completed. <gasps> he dead. Hadrian the Great. They cremate his body and place his ashes together with that of his wife and his adopted son in the mausoleum. Aw. Oh. Is he the one that hated Jews? <laughs> yeah. He's the one who went around the world and with the his boy. Mm. Like his old boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should visit his grave. The mausoleum? Yeah. Okay. Should we do an episode yeah, there? Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do it live. We'll set up there in the mausoleum. <laughs> um, you know, another big thing in Roman Empire, Marcus Aurelius is named Caesar. Um, wait. Wait, he changed his name? <laughs> it, I didn't. I thought Caesar was a person. You get anointed Caesar? He's like named, I think that's saying like he's named president. Like he's named Caesar. Oh. Um, Yo. Yo, I need to learn more about Caesar. Uh, well, he then went on to marry the nine-year-old Faustina the Younger. Oof. Oh, the Younger indeed. <laughs> it doesn't get much younger. <laughs> Married. Um, yeah, so those those are the big highlights of 139 AD. Wow. Or AD 139. Nine-year-olds. So. <laughs> wow. If this See, that, that makes me on that's not good (laughs) let's move on um if this is your first time listening welcome welcome yeah what's up we uh we are movie podcasts don't worry um we just kind of had to let it out it's been seven eight months we haven't seen each other once all three of us this is the first time we're gathered yeah. together. Jordan again. and I live together and we never see each other. <laughs> well, Kate's in the closet the whole time. I'm yeah. in the bathroom the whole time. Um, but, uh, yeah. Wait, did you have gears or no? Mine was the whole pee incident. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, we're past that. Yeah, we're past <laughs> that. Um, but, yeah, so we're back. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. I say we freaking get right to it. Yeah, because that's what we've done so far. All right, about half an hour in, let's get right to it. <laughs> um, 
so we we were thinking you know we're gonna come back we have to we have to hit the haters with something good you know we can't i threw out imogen poots bailey was like who's that who's that um you know we we had a couple couple classic film friends but we needed somebody hot we needed somebody who we've never done before but we've talked about a lot we had to give the haters what the haters wanted Mm -hmm. so we decided to do tom cruise Mm. colon colon sci-fi tom cruise Ooh, Tom Cruise colon sci-fi Tom Cruise love it. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll, I'll make a note edition, of that. Sci-fi edition, but um, mm. now you may be asking why just sci-fi Tom Cruise? I love his romance movies. Well, I mean, honestly, you might yeah. be in on this episode as yeah. well. Some people might be saying I only do comedy Tom Cruise. <laughs> There's a lot yes, of those. Yes, <laughs> um, and you might be like, well. Tom Cruise isn't Tom Cruise if he's not in action. And listen, all valid points. But we here at Film Friends think Tom Cruise deserves multiple, multiple episodes. <laughs> and we're yes. here to stay, just so you know. Like, we're back. I know we did a one episode where we came back and then we left for seven months. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a promise here that we're not going to do that to you again. We didn't say that last time, though, right? No. We were like, we basically did this whole song. Yeah, we said, <laughs> we're no, back. We said, we said, this is a one-off episode. And we're going to go away for a little bit. Don't listen to it to confirm. Or do listen to it and and say we were right. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to it and let us know what we said. Um, But anyways, so we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to go trip through all genres with Tom Cruise. Um, But we decided to start, start fresh with a Tom Cruise sci-fi Tom Cruise. I also don't think we're going to. I don't think we're doing them consecutively. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no but no, like, don't get your hopes up too much. <laughs> Considering, um, like, oh, I wrote Tom Cruise in my notes. That's ooh. really funny. Um, not the biggest Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. I'm, this has been discussed. This might just be all for me, to be honest. But. Right. And <laughs> I'm somewhere in between. I know Kate finds him creepy, and we yes. will get to that. Bailey finds him godlike, and we'll get to that. <laughs> And I think I fall somewhere in between. But the more and more Bailey has been pushing me to watch Tom Cruise, the more and more I've been leaning towards the godlike spectrum. And clearly uh, I have enough spectrum. respect for him to name him Tom. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's why we're doing Tom Cruise. Um, and if you don't know Tom Cruise... You can go fuck yourself straight wow. up. No, you know, no one doesn't know who Tom Cruise is. I would like to meet that person and see what their life is like. Is he? Is Tom Cruise the most famous actor in the world? Uh, uh, I think know, Tom I, Hanks is the most famous actor in the world. I don't know. I don't know because I think what gets you famous internationally is Cristiano action movies. Ronaldo. <laughs> is is being buds with Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, but I think these big blockbuster action movies and mm-hmm. you know besides Vin Diesel and Ooh, The Rock, The Rock might be the biggest. Um, who else mm-hmm. is doing blockbuster action? It's Tom Cruise, and who's been doing it for for a long time? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got it. I mean. It's not something that you can track on like Instagram followers or Twitter followers. It's just I don't even know if you can put a number on like 
how popular he is. I don't know right. how to tell. So based I, off box office, it's Robert Downing Jr. Oh, that's his like Marvel. Because Ma- of yeah. Iron Man. See, I'm not. I guess I'm talking about maybe name recognition. Yeah. Like, and not only even for his movies, for Scientology, Pop for culture his rela- relationships, yeah. like his, and he's been at this like elite level for 20 30 years well i think it's interesting because it's not just like him as an actor it's also just general celebrity right Mm -hmm. right yeah um so you know we've put on for tom cruise we've defended tom cruise Mm. kate has when i say we i mean bailey um (laughs) you know tom cruise he's a controversial figure but he's a super interesting actor to me Mm -hmm. and celebrity um so let's dive into the sci-fi edition of tom cruise Love um it. i'm just gonna i'm gonna go with i'm just gonna, you gonna choose flip a coin no i'm just gonna choose the movie if that's cool with you guys let's do it do it so we are going to go with his one of his lower rated mm. sci-fi flicks mm. now tom cruise is in a ton of sci-fi movies yeah, which i loves. didn't realize uh he loves it as deep as when we were looking at these movies scientology (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) um so we're gonna go with the 2001 science fiction masterpiece vanilla sky bailey Mm. take it away vanilla sky one of my favorites um is about a man a very rich man who falls in love with a girl and there's another girl who's super jealous and she didn't like she didn't like him hanging out with this other girl and tom cruise got in a car with her the jealous girl and she crashed the car and tom cruise got all fucked up and his face is all fucked up and he's not happy about it and I don't want to spoil anything because I love the twist. Mm-hmm. Mm. So would you say that chaos ensues? Chaos definitely ensues for sure. But yo, know, it's almost more like a love story I than was, a. What's well, still? Is it revealing to say it's science fiction? <laughs> um, no, I mean it's kind of hard to put the pieces together with what you said and what it is well i do want to i want to clear something up (laughs) based off the way you describe that it sounds like a straight up romance (laughs) it's not it it is though it's kind of like a yo it's one of my favorite type of movies where like is he crazy is he not crazy I agree. It's Which got a, one is it has it? Michael Shannon It's like in psychological it. sci-fi, but it it's got like an eternal spot, sunshine. <laughs> spotlight sunshine on yeah. your mind. <laughs> wow. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> um type vibe, but yes, I agree that like if you if you break it down basically, there's a couple girls going after <laughs> Tom Cruise and uh he gets in a car accident and he gets fucked up. <laughs> and he's not happy about it. But uh, it's not a spoiler to say it's sci-fi, but you you kind of know it's yeah going in some sort of direction like that. Maybe not as hard sci-fi as it 
does become because it uh-huh. has like a almost like a memento feel where yeah. it's like very pieced together and you're like what's this timeline storyline yeah like faulty going. memory yeah. and stuff like that yeah, it's sure. very disorienting correct um, and directed by one of your favorites cameron crowe yes sir Ta-ka! <laughs> in a cameron crowe movie you know the music's gonna be fire Dude. oh like so good yeah. which i did not know i read that his wife is the one who's in charge of music for all his movies really i mean they probably share an interest yeah. like cameron crowe's big movie yeah. guy but he or big music guy but he uh, he's also a big movie guy <laughs> i too. would hope um, both but like uh, almost famous mm-hmm. and whatever other movie he did yep um, aloha <laughs> Ooh, that's love the music in aloha yeah it's it's one of the people hated it um but yeah it's kind of it's i didn't know it was cameron crow actually oh really but then when i knew i was like oh this is such a cameron crow yeah. oh you movie. like guessed it when we were watching well i kind of looked it up oh and then well i knew because of the i i guessed because of the the music yeah um i mean it opens up with like radiohead mm-hmm. everything in its right place i love that song that honestly introducing radiohead in, as the first song in a movie especially the first scene where he like goes out into Times Square and no one's mm-hmm. there you know that's what sets up the sci-fi yeah. like part for me and it uh, yeah i mean it's all like it's very dreamy yeah yeah extremely dreamy so i um, feel like it's like a lot of my dreams yeah and then paul mccartney did a song for, for it. it that got nominated for an oscar mm. no way so that's what, so in the end credits i was like oh is this paul mccartney singing? yeah it might be the yeah, I told you song's that. called vanilla sky I think. Mm-hmm. oh gotcha nice and yeah i didn't know this movie's based off a spanish film too yeah. wow Abre, i didn't know that it is uh abre los ojos <laughs> open your eyes open your eyes nice <laughs> Bailey. um and penelope cruz is in that movie as well yeah. wow double downing yeah i do have to say tom cruise kills it in this movie but Penelope Cruz kills Yo, it in this movie. She's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I mean, yo, she she's is. like one of like top crushes in a movie of all yeah. time. Oh, her movie. character. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, not only like the way she looks, but kind of the Just way like she her, interacts yeah. with him, the uh-huh. way she flirts with him, the way she cares for yeah. him but also and cares like, for. Well, she does. Does she care about Jason Lee too much? I don't know. <laughs> I also just like that she's she straight up says like I'm independent. I'm not yeah someone who takes care of people. I do what I do. Fuck mm-hmm. you. I know, but she falls for Tom Cruise pretty quickly. Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't like. About like she plays that she's independent, but he charms the hell of her. He's a pleasure delayer. Yeah, um, Class- and classic. she can't take it. Yeah, yeah. but here's the thing. She picked the wrong man. Yeah, she might have. I'm also just, I prefer Jason Lee. Yeah, I mean, he's he's cool in this movie, too. Well, let's walk through the cast a little bit since we're starting. So so we've already mentioned Tom Cruise, T.C. Tugger. He's the he's the main guy. Um, he Are people, what, what, did, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> it's, it's for the haters. Okay. Um, uh, he plays David Ames, and like mm. Bailey said, he's a rich guy. He owns 
this like publishing company yeah, that he inherited dad. it that basically his dad handed it to him and um you know the board basically wants him out it's all these old guys who thought they were going to get the company and mm-hmm. tom cruise is just like living as he says he's just snowboarding through life mm-hmm. um so but he's kind of a womanizer and kind of i mean he is a womanizer and the the crazy girl or the obsessed or jealous one that bailey refers to is cameron diaz yeah i mean she plays Pla- crazy pretty well plays it yeah, so absolutely. well she, yeah absolutely um, she really sells it so she's one of the women that he's seeing and it seems like she's kind of the girl that he always just like falls back to but not because he's in love with her it's just like she's convenient because she's always there for him she's in love with him and he he takes takes advantage advantage of her exactly um and but at a party he meets penelope cruz who is brought by his friend played by jason lee who i love jason lee love jason lee in general Mm -hmm. um but in this movie especially yeah uh, he's just like he's kind of the guy you want to be friends with. He seems like a really good friend to Tom Cruise, uh, but Tom Cruise doesn't give a shit and s- about anyone. Literally steals his his woman. He literally straight up says to Cameron Diaz that as she shows up to the party that she wasn't invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like so insulting. He doesn't give a shit about people's feelings. Right. Yeah. I mean, one thing, on one hand, she wasn't invited and she showed up, so that's her craziness a little bit. Right, but it's also his craziness for not inviting the person that he hangs out with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on any further, this movie came out in 2001, and uh, for longtime haters, you know, I have a weird obsession, and this mm-hmm. movie is the rare... Post on, 9/11, oh. <laughs> the rarest on 9/11. Um, this one's December 14th, 2001. Wow! So it's in that rare like uh, which is really months. interesting because they have that like Times Square scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's in out. New York. It's yeah. very very New York. It is cool that I mean they literally cleared out Times Square to do that one scene. Didn't you say it was like crazy expensive? Yeah, it, they it cost so I feel like it cost so much money to I shut down the street. Yeah. Made a note like how do you shut down Times Square? Yeah. And they shut down Times Square. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Desolate. Yeah. yeah. And it, I feel like maybe they wouldn't do that now cuz the technology is so much better. I was going like, to say is know. it movie magic? That's like that's not green screen no i think or no, anything. No, that's I like think real so. it is real so <laughs> dude Whoa, i okay. know it's real in full disclosure <laughs> bailey at one point had forced Jordan and i to watch this movie he mm-hmm. sat us down and wouldn't let us do anything else and i remember <laughs> when that happened you had told us some facts about that scene and i mm-hmm. recall you saying that like they actually cleared out yeah the whole thing yeah i do have to say uh kind of referring to bailey sitting us down and watching us watch the movie the (laughs) first time um i'll say one thing he watched up to a certain point he's like okay it happened i'm out um he watched the car accident it was like 40 minutes in (laughs) i had somewhere to go but i do love 40 minutes i love the way this movie is segmented like it's i think it's very Mm -hmm. easily like segmented three acts but the car accident is like such a divider. And then there, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about other stuff yeah. later on, but there's like another 
divider as well. Well, it's interesting that you say that because um, this is technically his lowest sci-fi critic-wise. We always go by like the critic rating. And that's a 42, but audience rating is actually 72, which I feel like feels a little more accurate. I mean, I can see... I guess I can see why critics wouldn't like it, but like, especially Cameron Crowe coming off of Almost Famous mm-hmm. the year before, they're probably like, oh, mm-hmm. what the well, fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, this is completely yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I will say this. So the first time I watched this movie, hey, I'm big enough to admit this. I don't think I understood it. Oh. Like, it gets a little heady, cerebral yeah. at the end and a little mm-hmm. confusing. And I think I might have been tired or something. Mm-hmm. So going into it a second time, I was like, okay, I'm going to really like focus and pay attention. Yeah. And I'll give my, I loved it this time around. Oh, like, shit. loved it. Yo, finally. And then it's also one of those movies where like it has a twist. We can talk about it because like if you're going to listen to this, you yeah. probably have know the movie. Or yeah. you have seen it. If it's appealing to you at all, like maybe stop and you've yeah. already and, and heard enough of us to know to pause it now. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm talking to the first and time then listeners. Watch it. <laughs> Especially if I mean yeah. I don't know how Kate felt, but if you know that like me and Jordan both love it, then like give it a watch. Put it on pause and then <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But like there's so many little things that happen where you realize like Tom Cruise saying like live in the dream and like right that's stuff why like there's like little yes. things that like exactly that's what i, point I was to gonna, the twist. S- gonna say something about that when you're bringing up the radio head that's why it's like it's a cool first watch but it's a more gratifying second yes. watch mm-hmm. very because much so. like even the radio head song is telling radio head it's like the static in your own head that's yeah. what he falls into also the song's name is everything in its right place right so, so like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like whammy. what you would want in a lucid dream if right. you're lucid dreaming um and michael shannon's in it yeah yeah that's kurt the elephant russell. Kurt, kurt russell kills it i think so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. that's the part of the movie that i completely forgot about so like during the whole movie tom cruise is wearing this like latex mask it's hilarious and he's talking to kurt russell because apparently he killed someone committed some sort of crime you don't really know why Mm -hmm. at all and yeah kurt russell's like his he's 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 like the core it seems like he's like the core appointed psychologist psychologist, forensic psychologist and he plays a great Great guy in it. Love Great him. role. Yeah. Michael Shannon is his security guard. He's like the police, like the Yo, prison security guard. The most underutilized Michael Shannon oh, maybe I've far. ever seen in any yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have a really big role. No. But you it's see, big for me. For, he's for in Kate, it. it's big. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. On a second watch, there's so many more things to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Down to I, even like his how much they emphasize his carelessness mm-hmm. to the point where they like have he's like a millionaire and his wallet is a paper clip mm-hmm. that's how careless he is about money and i liked even down to like those things you notice the second time around mm-hmm. i will say moving back to the car accident yeah. though a little bit that's where we left off. yo my blood gets pumping though because even though i knew what was happening i think the first time i watched it i didn't think 
it was going to happen. I didn't think there was going to be a car accident. I thought this jealous woman was just trying to scare him. Um, I guess that's like the first spoiler. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah. Like she cra- crashes right off this bridge. Yeah. Um, with she him. She dies. But she pulls the coolest move. The coolest move before she does it. She just puts in her own album. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. She's just like, and he's so mean to her about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's he's not too happy with her, her driving. Yeah. Um. He's also an asshole. Yeah. Um, that scene's crazy. Um, it's also crazy that he survives it. Yeah. <laughs> and she dies. Right. Um, and he's... <laughs> disfigured. He's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how do we feel about his disfigurement? Like, <laughs> he's still good looking, no. right, Tom Cruise? No. No. Um, it's definitely, like, scary to, like... If you walk up on that guy and he like turns around, you're definitely like, "Whoa!" True. Well, what's <laughs> yeah. scarier, the latex mask that he wears or his actual face? Probably the mask. The is mask scarier. is terrifying, but it, they're both scary. Yeah. It's funny because the mask was pitched to him as being able to recognize his facial movements mm-hmm. and like move with he his can, face. Yeah, and it doesn't like at all. Dude, it's, it's a straight. It's a rubber mask. It's a rubber mask. <laughs> The yeah. club scene is my favorite because he's wearing it on the back of his head. Yeah. So just for the listeners, like he, so after the accident, you know, you, we see him kind of recovering from it and going through the mental parts of it, and also like pressuring this team of doctors to do the most advanced things, anything to get you know his face back. No, it wasn't about his face. So like he was, or his headaches. Yeah. Rather. So he's suffering from these like blistering headaches mm-hmm. and at the same time he becomes like a recluse because of i think of his appearance and mm-hmm. the like falling in love with this woman that he met once mm-hmm. and yeah. pining after this idea of this woman penelope cruz mm-hmm. so then he convinces jason lee or not jason lee penelope cruz to go out with them and she brings jason lee with them yeah to the yeah, club. that that is a detail that I forget about, and I know it's referenced a lot. Like, he only meets Penelope Cruz for one, one night. day, yeah. one and night, it, and that's why I think it's interesting because it's like this really weird juxtaposition of obsession where Cameron Diaz is obsessed with him, but over this long course of relationship with him, where they have like a series of they have a history, they yeah. have a lot, but just friendship too, like more romantic, and he like fucks with her heart, but. He becomes obsessed with a girl he's literally only hung out with one time. Yeah, yeah but it's... I'm just going to always try to defend Tom Cruise in every character he <laughs> plays. But it's the feeling's mutual, as in... I mean, you find out the feeling's mutual, but, like, they There's both were really there. into There's each other. There's, like, such a spark. And it's then, undeniable. Like, with the Cameron Diaz relationship, it's really just... One-sided. One-sided. Yeah. And, but, like... Yeah, it was only one night, mm-hmm. but... He's in love. <laughs> Can't stop love. Both ways. Any way you look at it. But yeah, the club night. So yeah. He keeps trying to hang out. Penelope Cruz is turned off. By, but I don't, I don't think by looks. I think by... Actions? Yeah. He's yeah. acting crazy. But this is where I think Tom Cruise does a really good job acting like... the cats, way. Cats. Yeah, yeah. The way you would act, though, if you went through what he went through 
and then you're a recluse and you're just the trauma also mm-hmm. he's going through this where he can't tell i mean it's the theme of the movie like he can't tell what's real and what's not can't tell what's dream what's not and i don't he, think he's aware of that at this point though i think no yeah. he, no not at this point oh not at this point no yeah. i think he's truly just like it this is a true representation of like a man who just went through a significant trauma and it's just like really fucked up yeah and he's like jason lee's like dude you need to like collect yourself yeah he's like all in his head like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. i mean i think i would be I too would be like too. if I, my face was all fucked up i'd be mm-hmm. like why would anybody like me still like i need to impress her like with my personality and like yeah. show off well it's not like, just his something. face his one arm's completely like yeah. useless and he has like a weird <laughs> gate now i probably would have went to a more low-key hangout than that <laughs> yeah. club yeah. yeah but that's his probably like where he was comfortable before yeah, the accident yeah, true true but yeah i mean after that night he like passes out on the street lowest of lows also i know we don't talk about tv but yeah. the bartenders deadwood oh yeah it is mm-hmm. you're right all right continue <laughs> but yeah i mean that's when um I mean, Penelope Cruz, that's where his luck starts to turn around and Penelope Cruz finds him on the street like the next day because I guess Mm. he passed out by her house. Oh, yeah, outside her building. And she, I don't know, she feels pity for him and Mm. hangs out with him more and then he gets his surgery on his face because apparently the doctors found some miracle Dude, overnight they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, actually in Germany, <laughs> they can re- they can reconstruct your whole face with zero scarring." Zero yeah. scars. Yeah. yeah. Who knows how long of a time took place between that and then? But you know, they found it. But either way, fixed him. He's no killing scars. it. But then his mind starts to get a little fucky. And this is where it really becomes. This is where it starts to become memento-ish eternal spotless sunshine mind yep ish um and i actually don't know if i want to spoil the ending too much okay so um i think i want to kind of leave it like if you've come this far my bad to everyone who paused it and (laughs) well we talked enough about spoil like spoiler stuff that you could put the pieces together yeah i kind of want to talk about one more that okay let's do it let's do it don't listen i thought it was like hilarious but now like thinking about i'm like oh shit that was actually a spoil like a foreshadowing is um he's at penelope cruz's place and she was like do you want to listen to this album or this album he's like i actually want them to listen to them both simultaneously and i was like that's an insane <laughs> yeah. thing to ask that for. is a weird request yeah but then looking back it's like oh shit that's kind of like what's going on in his brain i love when they're hanging out and they do the thing where they like draw each oh, other oh i know and mm-hmm. i love that i love this I, I wrote this down too but i like this idea that she came to new york to become an artist and she draws a caricature and i'm like she comes to new york to become a caricature artist i <laughs> yeah. love this like yeah. story and uh his drawing is like a perfect yeah and of course he's good at everything because he's rich white boy right yeah Whoa, 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 hey, hey. Um, come on. So, yeah, I I say... We don't have to spoil it. We, we don't have to spoil it. I have it. to say that I, we're not going to spoil it, 
but there's something that happens at the end that I want to now use in my everyday life and it's my favorite part of the whole movie mm. is I want to run around when something's wrong with my computer and scream with tech support and hope that someone comes and helps me yeah that part's kind of funny you yeah. know when he's just screaming tech support tech support I just like want that to be something that happens to me when mm-hmm. I'm having technical issues with something it is a very sci-fi ending mm-hmm. um and we might leave it at that. Yep. Yeah, Hopefully we enticed you enough to watch this movie because although it's lower rated, I still think it's a trip. It's like awesome. You're seeing the this cast at like the height. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, obviously a lot of them are at, in better movies later on before whatever, but the acting every which way is good well and the fact that like we all said we watched it and had a different experience mm-hmm. that was still good i had a better experience yeah, for sure. why do you think it got poor reviews yo i think i don't know i think it, I tom think it might cruise's, be confusing for some yeah, people and i think yeah. tom cruise's performance is really like odd yeah like off-putting in a way that i think also confuses people it's a bit of a nicholas cage yes that's exactly what it is but like i mean that's tom cruise showing some like his range yeah for sure i don't know how he's disturbing in some parts of this he just plays the character very well people might also be confused because they're like i mean i guess critics be confused about i'm supposed to like tom cruise but you're not really yeah. supposed he's to. not the most redeemable guy yeah. and right. he kind of gets what's coming to him. i also think about this too um this was like a time obviously like pre all the trailers being on the internet and releasing a bunch of them i just have this feeling that this trailer was really misleading too mm-hmm. like what the critics knew about it mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah. going into it people probably like this is mm-hmm. not what i thought this was going to be like at mm-hmm. all yeah yeah and not in like a way that they expected like oh hey yay but more like this is confusing i don't get it i will leave it at well i guess i said that weird but i watched a um i have the Mm blu-ray and they're on like a press tour and like i'm sure tom cruise says this with every movie he does but like he was like this was my favorite movie i've ever done wow but like that's probably just something people say That's every like time when, they do a movie. When fans <laughs> come to Philly and yeah. they're like, yo, Philly's the best city yeah. to play in the country. But he um, did like something right before this movie that was really big. Oh, he did Mission Impossible 2 right before this. And he might have my, the other movie. That yeah, we did. he did and, right, and the other movie right, right after, after this. Oh, after. Yeah. True. Um, so he's, he's, he's in his prime. He's in his prime. prime. That's yeah. what I mean. Like Tom Cruise in his prime. Cameron Diaz he's already, on her he's way already done out, like but, <laughs> all of his big ones: Mission Impossible, Risky Business, Top Gun. Yeah. Did you do Jerry Maguire? Yeah, probably Jerry that was Maguire. 90s, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jason Lee in his prime. Yeah, this movie has honestly a lot to offer. I like it. I, I like it. I, I I think it's a good movie. I'd love to hear what some of the haters think. I definitely uh, think it's like low key. Like I feel like no yeah. one's going around talking about Vanilla Sky. Well, the <laughs> thing for me is I've always confused it with. October Sky. Wow, very different movie. <laughs> There's no way that's true. Yeah, it's a completely. I feel like you could film. maybe confuse it with Eyes Wide Shut. That's what I always <laughs> confused it with. But okay, no. So I don't Jake know if you Gyllenhaal were joking or not. Yo, I actually continue. wasn't joking. I know it sounded like a joke, but 
but so 12 year old jake gyllenhaal that goes to the science fair yeah yeah and, and, rockets. and 33 year old tom cruise who yep. wears a latex d- face <laughs> yeah. open your eyes bro um so what would you guys rate this movie oh shit we're doing ratings i'd say uh underrated hmm. i would say rewatchable Ooh. I would say very rewatchable and okay, and very underrated, <laughs> <laughs> and not October Sky. Um, okay, nice, cool. So, yo, how do you guys? Do you guys feeling rusty? Feeling no, I'm, did I'm sh- dude. Running yo, I'm lubed up. Okay, yo. we're we're all lubed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of lube. Oh God. Dating history? Yeah, his Cue love life, sex life. Cue the music. Isn't that what we said? That's also cute. Music. Is it both? Are they both cute? Lovers. He's um, been in the in the the public eye for his lovers too. Yo, but then there's also a weird stretch where there aren't any, and I need to know what happened. <laughs> well, but, yeah, okay. walk us through some. Okay, 1982, he started his dating life with a woman named Melissa Gilbert. Um, I guess she's also an actress. And he met her when he was 19. She was nine? No. Um, <laughs> like Caesar. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I guess they um, were in the movie Endless Love together. He loves to date people that he's Yo, in Yo, that's his with. first movie he was in. Yeah. Well, he doesn't feel like he could connect with the character uh-huh. unless he connects with his co-star. Mm-hmm. And then the 80s, I have, uh, he briefly dated Heather Locklear. Ooh. She seems a little bit older than him, but I guess he was into that. She was robbing the cradle. And then Rebecca De Mornay, he dated from 83 to 85. Um, Tom and Rebecca are said to have an intense affair during filming of Risky Business. <laughs> Dude, it's every movie it's he's in with someone. Um, he dated Cher for a year. Yes, that's yes. the only one I like knew about. Besides, Please the really tell me they ones. were in a movie together. <laughs> Um, Cher said Tom was among the top five lovers in her life. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? Do you have new files? Where are yo, these, like, yo, comments? Here's the thing. When it's Tom Cruise, you, the files are really, so that's, the files come that's also, to you. That was yeah. Bailey's, like, project during the last couple months was, yeah. like, reorganizing his files. Okay. Yeah. I love the, like, you get testimonials from his mm-hmm. lovers. Um, and then he dated Mimi Rogers from 86 to 1990. I thought they were married. Well, yeah, they were, they, they did get married. They dated but they, real hard. Well, yeah, well, if you're married, aren't you also dating? Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> um, and listen to this. Mimi was the first person to introduce Tom to Scientology. Correct. Whoa. We won't get into that, though. Um and then oh, I get into that. <laughs> and then um, we could also get into everyone who's into Catholicism, and we can shame them. But either way, um, 
We oh, have, yeah. no, I love this new Bailey. <laughs> we have, and from 1990 to 2001, he was with the lovely Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. who oh. they met on Days of Thunder. <laughs> I love, love that couple. Yeah, I love it. She's so tall and he's so small. <laughs> That's like her and Keith Urban too, though. True. Yo, um, how do you think Tom Cruise feels about Keith Urban and vice versa? I think they're probably boys. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> um, then he dated Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. after they met on Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yo, you could see the sexual chemistry yeah. between those two. Yep, you really can. Um, and then the next n- notable person I see here is Sofia Vergara. Hmm. A brief romance with a modern family actress before she rose to fame. Weird. Wow. Didn't know about that one. That was right before he met Katie Holmes Mm. in 2005. And he hopped up on Oprah's couch and proclaimed his love. Uh Um, And they got divorced. And they got Siri out of it. Yeah, Siri. Siri. (laughs) Yep. And then um, he dated some, you know, a couple models here and there. Olga something, who was, I guess, in James Bond. Hmm. Um, And then, yo, and then that's the weird part. After 2013, there's a big break I have until 2020 where he started to date his Mission Impossible 7 co-star. But like, there's like a seven-year period where my my, my files are empty. Yeah, do you think the Scientology people got to your files? No, I think they took them. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's his history. You see, do you have anything to add? Um, well, with Mimi Rogers, they adopted two kids, I think. Oh, yeah. So he actually has yeah three kids. Well, he also. I think he adopted kids with Nicole Kidman. Oh, maybe. Or maybe it was Nicole, not Mimi. Yeah, I think it was Nicole. They, um, let's see. I have some information, but like, I. Oh, no. Are you going to talk shit? Oh, mm, it's not. Is it shit if it's facts? <laughs> Whoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. Are we cueing the other music? Yeah, let's. Yeah, well. Any thoughts on the dating history? Are we cool with it? Shares? The most intriguing one Yo, to me. I love it. Tom, I love it. Apparently, dude, he fucks. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if you're Tom Cruise, right? Biggest I, star ever. I love the Nicole Kidman because I yeah. love Nicole Kidman. I love Nicole Kidman. That's why I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they lasted a decade. <laughs> yeah. Here's the one thing I wish. I mean, I Tom Cruise in movies is one of my favorites or something about him on the screen that just like he's very I good gravitate on towards he's yeah. got a lot of charisma if that he, man if he didn't have the whole scientology thing i wouldn't mind at all like i think it's the i think it's the only thing holding him back all right let's cue the music because i got oh, a lot of shit. stuff to yeah say. i actually i mean nothing well, yeah, we gotta keep the music. What's your height? What's your weight? What's your height? What's your weight? What's your height? What's your weight? With your hopes, match your decay. What's your height? What's your weight? Were they getting wrong? I was like, you still love it. Were they getting right? 
So, what's your height? What's your weight? Tom Cruise Sci-Fi Edition. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be different for the next time. <laughs> it might. Um. So Bailey said that he is five feet seven inches, 165 pounds, size seven shoe, 58 years old, Virgo from Ohio. Jordan said, and once again, T.C. Tugger, um, 5'6", 185 pounds muscle from stunts, <laughs> eight and a half shoe, March, born March 22nd, also wrote that he was a Virgo and said that he's from outer space. <laughs> he screams Virgo. So, yeah. Bailey's right on the money, 5'7". I knew that. He is um, 148 pounds. <laughs> He's a That's tiny ass man. Definitely skinny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, five seven. I mean, whatever. Um, he was he was born July third, nineteen sixty two. He is fifty nine years old, and he is a cancer. Hey, I'm a cancer. <laughs> okay. It's actually this is my my uh, my mom was born on July third, so they share oh. the same birthday. Shout out. Shoe size nine. Oh. Um, Jordan, you were close on that. Born in Syracuse, New York. Mm, mm. The Q's. And here's a fun fact. He was born Thomas Cruz M- Man M A P O T H E R. Man Pother. <laughs> the hey, fourth. Your, your guess oh, is as good as mine. Um, so apparently apparently he attended fifteen different schools in fourteen years. Mm. Oh, do you want to guess some favorites? Yes. That actually is very telling in itself. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, so what's some of his favorite foods? Ooh, he might be like a healthy guy. He might like uh, falafel. Well, I don't think that's really that's that healthy. That's really unhealthy. <laughs> He's a He's salad. I, some sort of salad. I'm going falafel. Okay. Pasta, strawberries, lobster, and flounder. Okay. What do you think his favorite color is? White. Blue green and he said it's because it's the color of money oh he was in the yeah. color of money yeah um, he was playing off that for sure. i, I love, love that exactly movie. Yeah. favorite sport baseball baseball yeah. football really yo has he been in any sports movies jerry Maguire. Uh, uh, do we count that <laughs> i guess we yeah. can it's football um favorite people Ooh. <laughs> uh, i'll pass uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise fan club. This is obviously very telling. L. Ron Hubbard is just like his. Oh, oh that's his people. It's so Jesus Christ. That's yeah. essentially his people. For him. Yeah. Um, so he has a cat named Harvey. Ooh. Um, oh, named after. <laughs> we're slowly. Like he um, was enrolled in seminary school at 14 for one year and then dropped out. He saved up enough money when he was 12 to buy his first motorcycle. Mm. Um, there's actually a, a day in Japan called Tom Cruise Day, which is October 10th, 2006, because just because he visited Japan. Wow. He's left-handed, so we have that in common. Interesting. So, um, Scientologists, after his breakup to Penelope Cruz, launched a secret project to find him a new girlfriend. Facts. So is that why they found Sofia Vergara? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Was she created in a lab? In 2004, he said that psychology should be outlawed and that he criticized Brooke Shields for not for 
taking antidepressants when she had postpartum depression she said that essentially that he was she wasn't strong enough i do remember something in that regard um (laughs) it's interesting because he said that his father was like super abusive calling him the merchant of chaos so it kind of makes sense why he falls into this scientology scared Mm. of psychology Mm -hmm. um but then we get into some weird stuff Oof. I do remember him being like anti like prescription medication. medication. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's anti psychology. I think it's because Scientology is against it. Before we get into the weird stuff, this is interesting. So Robert Ebert created this nine key ingredients that make up a Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. So it's one, make the Cruise character. Two, the mentor. Three, the superior woman. Four, the craft he must hone. Five, the arena it takes place in. Six, the arcana knowledge slash knowledge he must learn. The seven, the trail or the journey. Eight, the proto enemy. And then nine, how the proto enemy be, be like the eventual enemy of the character. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to butt in there. You could apply that formula to but i mm, absolutely many leading men but i think this was like really old so i think it's like i think tom cruise probably defined it mm. okay okay we'll go with roger i mean roger ebert knows movies knows <laughs> movies and i don't but i will also say <laughs> it does those nine rules but here's the thing i like the most i don't know it's true but like it's also like cute yeah, fuck Roger. <laughs> so here's the weird stuff. Yeah, so R. Tom R. Cruise's former auditor, Marty Rathburn, claims that he had him wiretap Nicole Kippen while they were married. In 1990... So, so I won't stand for this. <laughs> so here's the other yeah. thing. This is about to get real weird. He is very homophobic. So... Bye. In 1998, he successfully sued the Daily Express tabloid for alleging that he was his marriage to Nicole Kimmon was a sham to cover up his homosexuality. I would okay. do that too. That's not necessarily homophobic. It's a it, he's the biggest star in the world. It's a tabloid. It's people like people do that all the time. Though. Okay. Then in 2001, he sues <laughs> objection. He sues a gay porn star, Chad Slater, for saying that they had an affair. And then in, I would do it too. <laughs> then he also sued Bold Magazine publisher Michael Davis because he claimed that he had video claiming that he was gay. And in all of these, <laughs> he sues them for astronomical amounts of money, and they would all come out to reports of saying that they felt like they were forced to say that it was false. You don't see. You, I feel like this I feel happens like, a lot, and and when anything false comes out, like you can sue them yeah but i also think that a lot of celebrities know that things just come out about them and they don't give a shit i think that's like weird for him to kind of give a shit and not just be like i'm yeah, sure there's other true. stories i'm sure there's other stories but like people there's probably like an article that says he's homophobic and points to those three things but there's probably like 10 other ones that he it's interesting as well because yeah. i cruises battle. it's also <laughs> just weird because i do this every time and i look at the same things and no one ever has a large litigation section mm-hmm. about these yeah. types of stuff but how many hey. people are the biggest star in the world true but also let's say you're the biggest star in the world you know stuff like this is come, gonna come out about you and you're not gonna sue about it all the time 
don't know. I don't think that makes him homophobic. It makes it. It's a strange. It makes him like pattern. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it I, makes him homophobic, but it's definitely like a. Weird I don't think it pattern. makes him homophobic. I think the one point you have, Kate, is like there's probably hundreds of stuff in his prime, like publications coming out with shit all the time to zero in on a couple right. that are lying when probably a lot of them are well lying. especially when like okay his auditor claims that he wiretapped nicole kidman but he does not i sue do think that his, probably happened. that one yeah but he I, doesn't sue him for defamation do you know what i mean well it's probably because that happened because it's true <laughs> but who knows if these other like i guess like the reasons too. why he would sue is because he knows they aren't true yeah or just like true or maybe they are true and it's just like maintaining his well, if they were true, then they would show proof and be like, all right, well, we'll, we'll throw the lawsuit out because yeah. it's actually true. I guess. They were... So, I don't know. So, when I was reading about it, they said that they were suing these people for more money, like, than they could possibly... Yeah. I mean, that's a with. classic move. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. It's... I'm not... Okay. And I, I'm also, like, have to defend him. <laughs> you yeah. know that, right? Right. <laughs> so, like, he... Okay. I'm not... He's not necessarily homophobic, but it's an interesting pattern that these only lawsuits that he really pursued yeah. were ones about people claiming that he was mm-hmm. gay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And yeah. it's just weird for me in general just to think, like, I feel like if I was that big, I would just be like, whatever. Yeah. Hey, you never know. I mean, it he probably also, like... There's probably something in there about... Not in your findings or whatever but like i'm sure scientology has a whole big thing about mm-hmm. anything coming out if you're gay mm-hmm. or like right so he probably was like i can't have mm-hmm. that stuff published like yeah. it'll probably hurt me at the church and all oh, this, it'll be interesting stuff, though sure. why yeah, well whatever i don't know um i don't know it's in, it's interesting he has an interesting life um yeah. why don't why don't we find out or well there's one more controversial thing that i'd love to get to the bottom of I don't think we will. Um, the fact that he makes people stand in ditches. Uh-huh. Oh, I was hoping to find is, out about is that. Is that I didn't a true? I think that's I think that, well, fake. I think that might. I think something might have happened for a movie where a director was like, "We need you to be taller." Like, mm-hmm. do this, and it probably came out as like Tom Cruise makes. Yeah. Oh, and he didn't sue that person ditch. for height defamation. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, I mean, he's a short guy, and so I'm sure he's definitely self-conscious about it. I feel like that probably happens more frequently than people think. So, w- for the listeners, what we're talking about, because this came up at a party we were all at recently, and first of all, those people at the party were saying he's five foot four. Um, I just want to come out and say that's not true. <laughs> uh, and then the other point that was brought up was the fact that Tom Cruise makes actresses stand in ditches or he stands on crates so that he appears taller than them um i think there is like a picture somewhere that like can be referenced but like i think it's probably just like a one-off yeah Yeah. i also just think that like i think that probably happens a lot more in movies than we realize just like Mm -hmm. that changing the height differentiation hey as a as a fellow uh tiny guy more power to him not not the whole ditch thing <laughs> sorry um for him like climbing up the ladder as a as a small guy because in hollywood i'm sure that's tough well and the interesting thing too is he had like a pretty large family they traveled a, like they moved to canada at one point mm-hmm. 
and apparently they were just very 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 poor and Mm -hmm. he when they moved to canada he enrolled himself in like a lot of the local drama stuff and Mm -hmm. got really involved definitely probably has a traumatic childhood very much has a traumatic childhood yeah but uh but hey thanks for the guys thanks for all the info on tom cruise you're welcome it's it's uh a book that's still being written. It's yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. I mean regardless him on the screen is yeah, something else. Hey, separate the art from the art. The man's got well. a lot of charisma. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of charisma, let's move on to his highest rated sci-fi movie or one of them. Um and that is the 2002 Steven Spielberg masterpiece minority report bailey take it away Uh, minority report uh tom cruise is the head of this new division in dc to track down murders before they happen and there's these three i forget their names there's these three people that hang out in this body of water the precogs the precogs they hang out in this body of water and like they're milk, the right? <laughs> yeah whatever they see uh they see the crimes happen beforehand and they drop these little balls down <laughs> they drop these little balls down to tom cruise who Just reads him <laughs> who reads the names and he like he hops on the computer and does a bunch of swiping he swipes left <laughs> a lot and he finds out where it's gonna happen and he goes and stops them until one time the little ball of showing the killer is his own name dot 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 i will say (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those times where if you asked me which one was the higher rated and which one was the lower rated i would have had a very tough time choosing yeah and even listening to your synopsis this movie sounds insane fucking ridiculous i mean it is it's a philip k dick book right yeah yeah and the one thing I do like about this movie is it's hard sci-fi. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's dystopic. Kind yeah, absolutely. Of, kind of uh, future. And like Bailey said, there's pre-crime police. It's I just it's pre-crime is really yeah. hard phrase to swallow. Oh, they say pre-crime a lot. And it's, you're just yeah. like, yeah, we know you're going to slip up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, but... I do like the plot yeah. of this movie a lot. Same. Like I think the writing is super, super tight. Um, but there are moments where I'm like, is this supposed to be comedic? Is this like weird? Even the way the balls drop, like it's very Spielberg. You know, it's, it's odd. Yo, but then like even the the filming of it, it all looks very blue. Like everything's mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. It has that like it has like that, a that haze over the screen or like not like a haze but like a filter over like oh definitely has a filter it's definitely that early 2000s like action like computer action yeah like blue that yellow that sepia like Mm -hmm. that kind of vibe um yo i love the swiping they open they pretty much open up to the swiping and i love yo i think it's the corniest looking thing oh that's why i feel like i like it so much Mm -hmm. uh and what we're talking about is it's basically mark zuckerberg's meta uh (laughs) situation that and it's set in 2054 so can we see a, a future is this an accurate depiction of our future no 
No. I mean, the whole... It's sci-fi, but it's, like, a little too far-fetched. Like, I guess, like, the the precogs... Like, well, they're right. They're always right, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so so the whole thing is these precogs, which are essentially, like, modern-day oracles, Mm -hmm. can see the future, so they they see these murders that are about to happen. Tom Cruise and his crew, crew. <laughs> uh, they go stop the murders. So um, will they decipher these messages? Because they're not completely clear. They yeah, they're not clear yeah. visions, right? So it's it's like They Tom have Cruise. to decipher and locate in time to get mm-hmm. there to stop these murders before they happen. The one moral part of this that I really like, though, is... And then another character, Colin, played by Colin Farrell. Film friend. Film friend Colin mm-hmm. Farrell comes in and he kind of talks about this. Is like, okay, you're going to stop these people who are about to, that you see in a vision that are about to uh, commit a murder, but they actually never commit the murder. Yeah. So, like, is that morally right for you to stop, right. like, to well, put them away? And well, that part, I, yeah. I found that, like, super interesting i wish they kind of went into that more Mm -hmm. i liked like that moral dilemma well i love how tom cruise kind of displays that he rolls one of the balls over on Mm -hmm. like a table to colin farrell and colin farrell catches it before it falls and hits the ground and and tom cruise is like well how did you know like he kind of uses that to explain well why did you catch that well it was going to hit the ground how do you know like yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. So it, it's just like um, it's a cool moral dilemma that it, they set up. All, the other moral dilemma is that like the precogs are actually people. People. That's what I, I think. But it's like slavery. Yeah, and they're just like saving lives, I guess, they're but they're drugged. like sacrificing their and, own lives. And they ex- and they talk about how they experience so much pain and discomfort, so they just drug the shit out of them, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. also like feels immoral. They drug them enough to so they don't feel pain, but not enough that they just sleep through it because right. they have to stay awake. It's just and like torture. Right. But then yeah. again, another kind of moral thing that's brought into play is like yes there's three people here that are basically suffering to to predict the future but they're saving other people saving thousands yeah. right that's the like do you save murders. one or yeah do you like save also, five there do they get shaved like re- like <laughs> yeah, they have the to time? get shaved <laughs> yeah, okay so you were talking yeah. about a body of water which i think is the funniest way yeah. to it's describe like a, little like milk a tub. pool yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just it a tub, a but a uh, body of water. Um, but there is, <laughs> technically a, is a there's body a of man water. named Wally who takes care of them. Who at first I'm like, oh, I love Wally. By the end, I'm like, this guy's creepy as yeah, hell. Okay. But yeah, he's probably in there shaving them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has to be. And then like, I just thought about this right now. Like, do these precogs have like how? Because it's only happening in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. How do they know that it is happening in D.C. in their brain? Like, do they have like some sort of like proximity right, of where they're? Yeah, that was oh, never wow, explained. That's a really good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good. Like, question. why are they only dreaming about D.C.? Right. And then I have another question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I want to say it's only proximity to where they are. Like it's a yes, it's a two hundred mile proximity. I think one of the 
Do they say that? Yeah, I think one of the lady police officers. You know the one lady they keep going back to, like, for some reason every well, once in a while? Because she has, like, the actual, like, moral dilemma, yeah. I think, out of all of them. But she, um, I think she mentioned something about a 200-mile radius. So, yeah, good call, though, It's also that. interesting that they, dis- they decipher all, they have to decipher all these people from these, like, visions, yet somehow they carve a name into a ball wooden ball and roll down the thing they can like correctly identify yeah, who's gonna be killed name? and the name I but know. they cannot identify anyone else in the yeah the mechanics you just kind of have to i guess accept Which, a little bit that's what you do in this because there's so much stuff that feels far-fetched that you have to like kind of just yeah. deal with the world which uh-huh. i kind of like i like when you can when you can do that let go and this movie allows you to do that i do like the world though it's your typical like cyberpunk mm-hmm. blade runner yeah it's, it's fun like it's an adventure dystopic. story yeah, yeah it's it's you meet some cool characters along the way i like the guy who's selling drugs to tom cruise um i like the guy who takes his eyeballs mm-hmm. the swedish doctor that seems insane yeah. um it's a fun like it's adventure fun it's movie. a fun world it for is sure. Ill, but like i really don't understand i feel like it got the spielberg bump really if it was someone else who directed it yes i don't know if it would get as high of a rating as it as it has yeah no i could see that because it just seems like a like a good sci-fi movie not like yep. a 90 on rotten right. tomatoes it seems average movie. to me especially because yeah. i feel like the plot's very predictable yeah i feel like you know what's gonna happen in the first f- yeah. 15 minutes for sure and you can l- but that's what i was saying to jordan when we watched it was like though the plot's super predictable the journey's super fun like how they get there and like the mm-hmm. little quirks they add like so he's we said it before he ends up being the one who's revealed onto one of these mm-hmm. balls and becomes this like chase story yeah. and in this part he has to uh, find essentially this the way to stop this whole system from kind of running yeah because if the vision shows him murdering someone right how you know the visions have never been wrong except right. so for minority right reports. and that's where <laughs> the minority report comes in and that's the reveal of like the broken cog in this machine and it becomes this chase to find that so he steals one of the precogs and it becomes this like journey of these two people kind of going around together mm-hmm. and those are like that's like my favorite part of the whole movie is she's like you're gonna drop your briefcase mm-hmm. you shouldn't go home oh yeah and i like she the yeah and i everything. love that part and i like when she's like do not move three two one and the balloons yeah. Yeah. kind of stop in front of them like I think it's those parts that make this movie what it is. Where it's not just a generic sci-fi movie. There's a lot of charm in it. Well, when Agatha, who's the precog, when she's with Tom Cruise, I could watch them pal around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and then the lady who like invented it, who had all those crazy plans. She was kind of cool. That was cool. But yeah, there were parts of this movie for some reason that felt very Harry Potter like. Oh, that was very Harry Potter. That was very. That was she was in like a greenhouse. Yeah, it was like plants are moving around. I felt like (laughs) she was gonna pull one of those like plants out and it was gonna scream the screaming babies or whatever. Um, Screaming baby plants. But even that felt just a tiny bit hokey like there were hokey parts in this mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. i agree also it feels like a late 90s movie i know it's 2002 well they probably start filming who knows when they 90s. filmed it yeah but it just like vanilla sky to me looked 
more modern than this yeah that's movie. what i'm saying like yeah. the filter over the sci-fi mm-hmm. filter that <laughs> kind of killed put it on it like yeah. it, it, everything looked dulled yeah down. Well, and also like we're getting much closer to 54 and like cars are not driving it's going to be driving sideways like that dude if cars drove like that I, although they drive for you it didn't seem like there were that many accidents there's like all. a lot of <laughs> things in it that like were dated technologically yeah, yeah like everyone would have had smartphones like no one had a fucking cell phone they all had like ear like bluetooth devices like i yeah. do think the personal i ad, personalized ads when you're rock walking yeah. around in a city will be something that you know if we're not already doing it now which we kind of are i think that'll become a thing and it will be get it'll get super annoying yeah that was like an interesting part where like the cereal box starts talking to him he throws mm-hmm. it against the wall i like that mm-hmm. scene but then it's like if this st- you're coming into a store and they're like hey how was the thing that you purchased and everyone in the store is hearing i'm like i would never buy yeah anything it'd be so embarrassing to have them just reveal yeah. to everyone in the store what you purchased how was that lacy lingerie that you bought last time here yeah <laughs> oh at the gap yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um with all this being said, it's like still a fine movie. I really, yeah. li- I right. really liked it. Like the journey is fun. He's great in it. I think. Well, he's Tom Cruise. Well, he's Tom what Cruise. Do you, what, what do you, do you expect? expect? <laughs> yeah. um. <laughs> I like really enjoyed him in this movie. I also like him with short hair. Yeah, short. You should check him out in a uh, Collateral. With maybe uh, I will Jamie check Fox. him out in Collateral. <laughs> the. The Tom Cruise that I enjoy seeing in this movie is the Tom Cruise that lost a child. And, like, a mourning father yeah. is the Tom Cruise that I enjoy. Like, you know, I don't love misery or anything <laughs> like that, but, like, seeing the pain. I don't know. The fact that he watches, like, these home videos, essentially, of his child and, mm-hmm. like, the relationship with him and his ex-wife and... and the fact that he went into pre-con- pre-crime <laughs> police and created the division was because his son was kidnapped and taken from him. And he just, you know, he buys into the idea of like, you know, if you could, if you could see a crime and save it absolutely above anything else, you should do that. And he always thought maybe he'd figure out, you know, how to get his son back or you could save someone's son from getting kidnapped. So that's the part of the movie that like, Honestly, I connected with, or well, I didn't connect with. Like, I never <laughs> lost a son, but but you know what I mean. You felt um, for. I you. felt for, and seeing Tom Cruise vulnerable like that was, I just loved it. It's interesting. Yeah. Dad Cruise is good. Yeah, Dad yeah. Cruise is great. It's interesting Dad thinking Cruise. about how like he is an action man. Like in Vanilla Sky, I couldn't just stop thinking about the fact that that was Tom Cruise. Yeah. But in this, I just lost him into that character. It is. Yeah, interesting. It is weird because I feel like he was drama cruise up until like he got older and like he just doesn't want to stop doing action movies mm-hmm. at this point. I know. He's doing one in space. Like it's cool. I know. It's wild, but like I, part of me wants him to go back into drama and get an Oscar. He will when he's I mean he's almost 60. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still doing Mission Impossible, yeah. so like it's not like he can't do a drama. Like it's true, true. He'll be. Fine. I feel like he loves the adrenaline of like he does. the stunts. Yeah, he loves. I mean, we put on for people who do their own stunts. <laughs> I don't think there's any more you, more yeah. ultimate person. Yeah. Than Tom Cruise. Yeah. One hundred percent. You've seen the video on um, 
where he breaks his, his like foot. leg. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. But he yeah. still like goes through. Yeah, with he it. finishes out the stunt. Dude, yeah. the parts where he's like strapped to the side of that airplane and shit. I mean, that's where. That's his therapy. Like all controversy aside and everything, you gotta respect the game. One hundred percent. When it comes to him acting and and even listening to people like their testimonials about working alongside of them, him. They're like, no one works harder, yeah. and he's intense, and he makes everyone work hard, and it's fun to be around. I like, just realized I saw this one thing about him, um, was that, so uh, there was, like, a on a set of one of the movies, he, like, threatened people who weren't taking COVID protocols. Oh, yeah. There, it's Seriously, and he c- kicked five people off set. There was, like, a recording of him yeah. yelling at the stu- like the cast or like whoever was there and he's the like crew, yeah. mm-hmm. he was like coming out like yo people w- like ev- people are gonna lose their jobs if we don't take this seriously and he was like putting on for like the little man like yeah it was cool and then what that's just only because one person called him gay and he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no he went off for uh covid protocols so everyone ghost covid protocols oh good point <laughs> good point nice. good point um Gotta give it to the man for his career, right? Mm-hmm. And his dedication to the craft. Yeah. Can't wait for the Dad Cruise episode. Ooh, oh, Dad Cruise. <laughs> I can't even honestly think of another War of the oh, Worlds. Oh, World of Worlds, which I... Yo, maybe I love... Yo, I love Dad Cruise, I think. <laughs> um, hey. He has to be a dad in other movies. In a yeah, lot of for them. sure. Oh, he's definitely a dad in other movies, but, you know... He's Yo. a pseudo dad in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I was gonna say like step dad. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a good dad cruising that. Um, cool. Well, before we end the episode, though, gotta get that Minority Report rating. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. we did blow through it quick. Um, but there's a lot going on in yeah. that movie, and it's just a fun sci-fi. Movie. I will rate it as not as good as Vanilla Sky. Mm. Yo, I'm gonna say it's overrated. Mm. Yeah, there you yeah. go interesting i liked this more than vanilla sky but don't say that it's like one's necessarily better than the other they're too although they i guess they're both technically sci-fi the one's action sci-fi and one's drama sci-fi. i also like yeah. really like yeah. action movies so yeah, that, yeah i will say the already. action scenes in this are pretty good i did not like the jetpack police <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's a little, that was very corny. Like, what, what situation but, are they good on? But here's the thing: I do. I'm happy the jetpack police existed just for those apartment complex scenes where the oh, right, family right. like heard the rumbling and then yeah, moved mm-hmm. from the table and then they like came through. Yeah, like, yeah. that's your Spielberg magic, am I right? Yeah. yeah. It was also funny every time they surrounded Tom Cruise, they're like, "Don't run, don't run." He's like. Get the six I gotta, sticks. I gotta run. <laughs> Yo, did you also see uh, Spielberg and Vanilla yeah. Sky? Yeah. yeah. Nice cameo. Nice cameo, nice connection. Also, both movies said their titles in the movie multiple times. Oh, so. and the... This is a sad note, but... Tom Cruise with his Scientology and all the stuff he had been saying publicly about anti-this, anti-that. Spielberg no longer associates himself with Tom Cruise. Why the episode's almost That's, over? You're Kate. gonna you're gonna you're gonna say you're that. Gonna drop that. Yeah, you know what? Sorry. You know what? Just this just in. They're back. He oh, endorses okay. them. He endorses, he endorses them. them. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, 
Yo, what? I don't care if Spielberg doesn't endorse him. Spielberg could suck. It. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yo, but it just came in. He endorses him. <laughs> no, he's back. Um, cool. Well, that's a good spot to end this Marathon? episode. Um, I'm speaking for the whole crew here, but it's good to be back. Great to be back. Yeah, thanks to the crew, the lighting, the mm-hmm. yeah, the best we, uh, boy, the best boy, we, the grips, we, um, all of them invested in, invested some money into a crew. Yeah, you'll never <laughs> see the footage, but yeah. you'll never see the footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to all the haters, thanks for hating. Thanks for hating. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient. Um, make sure to hit us up. Say hi. Say what's up. Yo, we might have something in store. Who knows? Ooh, <laughs> we we. <laughs> yo, it's always good to put that right at the tail end of the episode. That's where you get all the buzz. you open with it? Put that, yeah. cut that, and put it at the beginning. <laughs> um, but hey, we might have something in store. Um, not like physically in a store, but like coming soon. Yes. Yo, do I fin? How do I finish the episode? Yo, do we still have a store? I don't know. You were the one who did it. I don't know. You set it up, bro. <laughs> does, does our there store, could still be a store. <laughs> does our store have paper straws? I don't know. Um, well, with that being said, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. You, w- maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We should, we should be able we'll, to. We'll right? have something available next week. We'll have something oh, yeah, in yeah, store. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have some- <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Michael Chan.